this is today, I really believe a word from us. As we look at today the scriptures that are very strong, and one thing I love about these parables, I, I didn't sit down and say, I'm going to pick and choose that one. That'll preach good. That'll get a good offering. That'll maybe get people excited to bring a friend. That'll do that. I just looked down and I looked at the scriptures and the parables and said, we're going to preach that, 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 that. We're just going to go through these things and let the Lord speak to us. And as we do that, I believe today he's spoken directly to me this week uh, by this parable. And today I hope he'll, he'll speak to you and you'll listen to it. It says in verse 9, one more time, it says that he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. So today this, this, this message is going to deal strongly with the issue of our pride. It's going to deal very heavily with us and our problem with this. And so I want you to look at your neighbors square in the eyes and say, today the pastor's talking to you. All right? I'm talking to you because uh, uh, today we, we need this message. We need this truth today. I believe each of us in this room need this. I don't believe any of us are above this. If today you believe that you are above this, you may be excused. One of our security detail will grab you and bring you back to the altar because that's where you need to be uh, because you're full of pride. But today, this is a true, true word that I believe each of us need to hear. Uh, G. Uh, K. Chesterton said this. He said, if I had only one sermon to preach, it would be a sermon against pride. Wow. I've seen this in the ministry. I've seen it in life. I've watched the, this area of pride completely destroy marriages, homes, family, people, churches, businesses, schools, ministries, teams. I have, I've watched with my own eyes this area of pride completely wreck and destroy people's homes. And today, we need to really be open to do it today what God wants to do in this world because it's huge. We live today in a fallen world because of pride. We live in a messed up world today because of pride, and I believe we need this today. Um, if you do, if you say this message is not for you, just raise your hand. The ushers are going to do this. They're going to bring one of the uh, connection cards that has notes on the back's place. Please take good notes, all right? And you need to go back and read them several times, and then you're going to start saying, that's me. Hold on, that's me. Today, as I was reading this message, or this week preparing for this, I was like, that's me. Oh, that's me. Amen. So today, it's just a good word for all of us. And uh, as we look at this, Jesus talks a whole lot about this area. He gets into the Word and talks about this on several occasions. Matter of fact, there's several parables that their main focus, remember we said it's a small story with a big idea. There are several parables that the big idea behind that message, that parable, that short story to that group of people is pride. That's it. It's just it. I mean, it is what it is. It says what it says. And so look today how, that, what example he uses to teach us this truth. He says that in verse 10, that two men went up to the temple to pray. That's cool. Now, that's a, that's a good thing. Two men went up together to pray, to walk into the temple, and they began to pray. And as they uh, went in, one was a Pharisee. If you know much about that, let me kind of make sure you kind of see what this is. Pharisee is the religious guy. I mean, he is the one who knows this, he knows this stuff. He knows the law. He knows the scriptures. He's, he's, he's come, he's, he's, he's faithful, and he's, he's done a lot of things on his own strength. He's done a lot of stuff, and he thought that was enough. That's what he was. He was this Pharisee. He was the one who, who got up a lot of times and taught, and, and he, was a, he was a big deal in the church community. He was a big-time guy who 
supposedly had this God lurking in his life. And this other guy was a tax collector. Tax collectors, man, these are the guys you want to take out back and wear out, man. They didn't want to see these guys coming. They didn't want to have anything to do with them. And that's what one was, and that's what the other was. But look what happens once they get there. It's just it's kind of a tough place. Verse 11 says this. Now, this verse to me is a trip. This is, one of the, this is a trip. I like this. I like this verse. It's just a trip. It says, The Pharisee stood and he prayed thus with himself. That right there is just a trip. Just, he just prayed thus to himself. God, I thank thee that I am not like other men. You know, we don't always get up in the front of the service and say that and, 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 and pray that way, but how many times has it crossed our mind? You have the right to remain silent. <clears throat> I'm thankful that I'm not like these other men. I'm not an extortioner, unjust adulterer, and, uh, or even as this tax collector. Now, we've got to understand the history here of what's going on. The Jewish men, they used to pray this way. These guys in that place who thought they were all these things and had this stuff, they would get up to pray. And this was, this was two of the prayers that they would pray. They would get up and they would pray and they would thank God that they're not a Gentile. Oh, I'm so thankful that I'm not a Gentile. And this is the other thing. I thought this was interesting. If you study scriptures out and you'll find this to be the case, they would also thank God that they're not a woman. Now, just try. Just, you can go back and study. That's kind of fun. But it's true. They would, they would get up and they were thankful that they're not, a, they're not a Gentile, they're not a woman, and they're not this. But, but this guy was struggling with some stuff. This was a very big deal in the scriptures. This is a very big deal, and this is where we live in today. We want to call it other things today. We want to put other labels on that and make it maybe not maybe be pride. We call it today self-esteem. Oh, that sounds sweeter. Oh, I'm not self I don't have pride issues, Pastor. No, not me. I don't have that, but I, I have some self-esteem issues. And what I need to do is I need to raise my self-esteem. So what they're doing is the churches are full of pastors that are preaching messages to try to build people's self-esteem. There are books out there, and there's movies, and there's teachings, and there's all these things to build somebody's self-esteem. And there's to, to get people to get this place where you don't need to be depressed. You don't need to be this. And you're unsuccessful, and you don't have things, and you don't have a because you have a self-esteem issue. Now, I've met very few people that need to care less about themselves. Me being the main one. I'm up here with the lights on me today. So, I mean, I'm on the stage. Everybody's looking. So, listen to me. I, I'm serious. I've, I've seen very few people that need to care less about that. Oh, you really care way too much for you. You really shouldn't do that for yourself. You really need to. No, that's not the case. We, we, it's, we're quite the opposite. And, and that's tough. And as we look at Scripture, we see in the Scripture that this was Satan's issue. They got passed down to each of us. And it got brought down to this place. This is where he was at. The scripture says this in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 13 through 15. If you take a note, jot that down. It says this. It says, for you have said in your heart, this is talking about the enemy. He says that I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud, and I will be like the most high. 
Now, if, if you look at that, there are five I wills in, that, in those two verses that Satan is saying that I will do this, I will become this, I'm going to become the higher in the heavens, I'm going to become the one who sits on the throne, I will do these things, and I will do this stuff, and I will, and I will, and I will. But I love the answer to this, this text. It's, it's just great, it's, it's wonderful because the Lord said, no, you won't. No, you won't. He says in verse 15, he said the New King James, he says that you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. I mean, that's where you're going to be at. I, I think the message even gets even more creative. But when it asks the question, it said, but you didn't make it, did you? Come on, now hear that. Oh, uh, I'm going to do, I'll, oh, I will. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to become, and then he, you, you didn't make it. Did you? Now, today I, I said this. I, I think for, for, for most, for a lot of us, for one of us in this room today, this is probably our greatest struggle. This is one we deal with. We don't want to admit we, we, we have this, but we struggle with these things today. This is something that, um, that I, I, I constantly throughout life try to, try, to, try to bring down because I see what the Scripture says about it and what it can do. But we struggle with pride. Struggle with us. Jesus wouldn't talk about it so much if we didn't. And so today, we're going to do this. We're going to take a pride test, and I'm going to ask you 10 tough questions to find out whether or not you're full of pride. Well, you're going to take the pride test. I'm good. I don't need to take this test. So today, I'm going to administer this test to you, for you. So if you would, just follow along. There will be one point given for each of these, 1 to 10. So if you score anywhere from 1 to 10, you are full of pride. If you score zero on this, you, don't, you are full of pride. Amen. So that is your struggle. That's your biggest, biggest, biggest deal. All right? So the first one is this. And again, this is just some tough. I found this and I thought it was very interesting. Just going to share it with you. Uh, feel free to take notes and find out where you measure up. Uh, it says in number one, it says, do you long for a lot of attention? Don't answer out loud, please, because <laughs> I'd hate for you to incriminate yourself and... Uh, and, and but do you long for a lot of attention? Uh, and, and people long for a lot of attention in different ways. I see this on both sides. I see this in, in different avenues. People, people show this and do this and long for this and want this in different avenues. Some do it by looking very pathetic. And what you see around them is you see this woe is me. You see this is just, I'm, oh, man, it's poor, pathetic. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible. I'm, 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 I'm. I'm, 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 I'm not starting to, I'm, I'm. That's what we, and we just, I'm. And you, anytime you just keep talking about, I'm, there's a struggle there. But then you'll see some people kind of take it and go, and that's how they, they, they're really, you know, deep down inside, they're struggling with pride, but they use it that way. You'll see some people may be the complete opposite end of the spectrum, and so you can may think that, well, their issue's different. It could be the same root issue of pride, but they show that in a different light. And so what they do is they come across as pushy, they come across as arrogant and demanding, and, and they have to make themselves the center of attention. And, and you go out, you're in, a, you're in a room of people, and, and they have to be the center of it. Everything, the world has to revolve around them. Everything has to take place because of them. And so they show that light, and they have this struggle of issue, and they have to have all these attention and all this stuff. And if we look at the truth, that's what happened with Satan. He got upset because the worship was going toward God. And he said, wait a minute, this should be coming my direction. So he had to say, he just wanted a lot more attention than what he was getting. Amen. Nobody had that issue. We can keep moving. Number two is, do you become jealous or critical of others that succeed? Now, you look at that, you hear of someone who's 
makes it or does something and something happens good for them and, and you say that, man, you know, they, they, they didn't deserve that and I know who they really are and, and, and you, what, you, what you're really doing is you're getting up there and you're saying, oh, God, I'm thankful that I'm not like that choker right there. He didn't deserve that. I think I do. No, we, we need to just be honest, be real. And so we, start, we struggle with this. But what we should really be doing is celebrating each other's victories. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm praying and believing for you guys to explode in finances and in health and grace. And I'm praying that you explode. And I'm telling you, man, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to just get happy. If I hear something good happen to man, I'm, I'm, just, I'm telling you, I'm going to get it pumped. I, I want that for your life. And we should want that for others. We should have that desire to see this life carried out in a good way for all, even our enemy. It's tough. He says, bless those that persecute you and pray for those who despitefully use you. That's tough, but we should want that and have that desire. And that means we have to just really seek God to get to that place. Number three, it says this. Do you always have to win? I'm going to go ahead and get in the altar right now and repent before God. If y'all would just give me just a few moments. I'm serious. Man, I'm telling you, man, I've, I've seen this foolishness, man. Church softball. Come on, dude. I've seen that. I've been in church my whole life. And, and, and can't, because they lost a church softball game, ready to fight, cuss each other out, ready to kill somebody. I mean, ready to just go off. Because of, I mean, and it's, it, it's a pride issue. I mean, board games. Pastor Ralph, Chaotic Connections, amen. I, well, I had to repent. was playing Chaotic Connections one day and, and, and asked the Lord to, to, you know, do a work in me because he's a cheater. And, um, and, and I wanted to win. But, but, but I'm, it's just crazy, man. If you have that just, a, no, get, no, you should strive. You should push. You should do your very best. I get so sick and tired of, of parents that are on their kids and drilling their kids because they dropped a fly ball. Good Lord, that it's a ball. It's, it's going to rise. And, and, and all that stuff is going to burn. It's going to burn. Every bit of it. We get so focused and we start fixing our eyes on so much junk. Man, I tell you, I, I play chess, man. And playing chess, I'm sitting there, man, in my mind, man, driving myself nuts, trying to get out of a situation so I can win. It's a game. Clemson was useless yesterday. Horrible. But you know something? I'm still breathing. I'm still living. And me tell you what's wrong with a lot of people that have so much pride and they get so focused on that stuff today, they're struggling with that today. It's called pride. We need to let it go and let it decide. I ain't going to go to my Texas hold them struggle. I ain't going to go there. We're in church, so y'all just pray for them. <clears throat> Number four, do you have a hard time submitting to authority? Somebody's like... You need to listen to pastor. He's preaching the truth. You need to hear what he's saying. Do you have a hard time? Do you struggle with authority? I mean, do you have a hard time today, get me getting up here saying this to you? Some of y'all are wondering right now, wonder what time another church starts. What if I still make it? Y'all got, got your phone out. Y'all Googling church service times right now down the street. See what time. See what time. Now listen to me. You need to hear this. You need to submit to authority. We've got to come to this place where we, we, we understand and realize there's people that put over us. God puts in our life. Some of you are struggling at work because you're having a hard time submitting to authority. 
Don't mean you're a weaker vessel. It doesn't mean that for you. And you need to see that there are homes that are struggling because some people don't understand authority. And, and, and you, you got you to see this, man. It's a huge deal. Submit, Bible says submit to one another in love. So we need to do this, and, and we need to come to this place. But we don't want nobody telling us what to do. Altar's going to be full today if y'all, if y'all real, if y'all honest. They're going to be full today. Number five, do you have a hard time acknowledging when you're wrong? You better keep your mouth shut, woman. <laughs> Wave the hanky at me, son. Now listen to me. I, in my notes right now, I have this highlighted, and I got it real in bold letters so I don't miss this. I had to use that this week. I was making sure, and I was skimming over my notes. I was preaching the word, and just glanced at I didn't miss that one. This week, I had to try this and use this. I had to admit that I was wrong. <laughs> but we do this. We, now, this, I know we're having fun. But, but we do. Well, I'm just human. Nobody's perfect. Seriously, some of y'all said, y'all said it instead of just saying, looking at your wife, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I missed it. I feel Jesus. I feel something. I don't know what it is. I feel something. Just try this. I'm telling you, this, this, would, this would change a lot of your lives. Seriously, this would, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing fun, but this would change a lot of your lives. Just try once in a while saying that you're sorry. Not that I'm a sorry person. And, oh, that's pro- no, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I missed it. Some, some of you right now, I mean, I'm telling you, it would, it would, there could be some huge changes. There could be miracles that can manifest in this room today with those, just those two words that just simply start by saying, you know, I'm sorry. Apologize. I missed it. It works. I promise you. Number six, do you have a lot of conflicts with other people? Do you have a lot of conflicts with other people? All y'all saying amen, y'all prideful. That's what's wrong with y'all right now. Y'all saying amen because you're prideful. Y'all need to repent. No, I'm just but no, it's just true. It's fun. But listen, seriously, you have a lot of conflicts. Now, here's what happens. Proud people and proud people use the conflict a lot. It's just, it's just how it works. It's just what happens. Uh, there are occasions we saw with Jesus where you saw the proud, you know, come against the humble, and that happens now. There's people who run over other people, and that's wrong because, but it's still, somebody has an issue, and it's called pride. But you very rarely see two humble people going at it. Hey, very rarely. They, they, they ain't too many church situations I've had to deal with in, in, in ministry, and, and thankfully there's not a lot here. But in, just in ministry since I've been in this, where I've had to look at it and say, man, that was two humble people going at it, son, throwing nucks, man. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Somebody was prideful, or two people was prideful in the situation, and one was trying to say, I bark bigger than you, I'm Latin. I, both of you need to say, hey, I'm proud, I got an issue. Pray for me. Number seven, do you feel that you're more important than everyone else? Thank you for your honesty. Seriously, now I'm gonna be honest with you. I, this was this was a, this was an issue for me, and I didn't even realize this uh, f- for a long time. I have since changed. You can ask my kids and my wife. This is different now. 
Uh, I, 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 you used to think that you have to be the first one in the line when it comes down the highway, and you need to, you, you, they need to move over, and you need to be faster. And, and you see this. You'll see people that are lined up, and the traffic stopped, and somebody get over on the shoulder and try to decide, had the tr- car leaning sideways and, trying to, and try to get back in because they're more important because we got somewhere to go. I done stepped on every toe in this building today. I can see it now. Amen. But, but, but it is, we're more important. And, you, and at, the, at the checkout line, it was two people out here, and then one person, you see the light come on, pink, at the cash register. Oh, glory to God. It's like the beacon of light is shining. And so you crush, I mean, you move about right over your kid trying to get your buggy in line and trying to get to that place. Now, seriously, we do this because you're more important. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I, I, this, this, this for a while now, the Lord's been dealing with me on this subject, and, and you'll see it. Now, I, I'm, I'm laying back. I, this week, man, I, I'm making a lot of trips to Lowe's, man. Y'all, y'all making this church spend a lot of money at Lowe's. Y'all need, to, y'all, need, you just, you know, y'all need to give extra to the Lowe's fund. We need to start that. But just making trips down to Lowe's, and man, and I'm telling you, I used to be like, man, I've got to get back to church. I gotta, and now I'm, t- I'm just saying, go right ahead. It just changes. It changes the environment. The atmosphere just shifts in a place where you just say, no, you're more important. No, really, no, I can't. No, that's okay. Just be nice, man. You're not the most important person in the room. You may may feel like and think that's the case. Just go with me. Number eight, do you get upset when nobody honors your achievements? (laughs) It's good to be appreciated. And here's what it should do. If somebody's done something for you, you should try it. I try, man, I tried. I dropped a lot. I try to send our, our leadership emails and this church and just say, man, I'm loving, I'm thankful. I'm just, and we should, but, you know, if that's the reason why, if that's the motivation behind what you do, that's, there's a pride struggle there. should never be the issue. There's one person I, I, that I don't want to miss when it's all said and done. When I get before the Lord one day, I want to hear him say, well done. Good and faithful servant enter into the joys. Well, that's who I want to hear say that. So, so, but again, if if, if we do that, and we had pastor appreciation too. Well, thank you, man. That was awesome. Oh, that's a blessing. But and, and I appreciate. It. But man, I want to hear him say it more than anything else. Well done. Well done. Number nine, you have an attitude of entitlement instead of thanksgiving. Come on. This is thankfulness. This is that season right now. We're in it. But you have an entitled, well, I, I do deserve that because I work and I do this and because I am that and because I deserve that and because I am the head of this house and I am the man of God and I do this and I deserve that and I should have that. Instead of saying, man, you know something? I'm thankful for what God's given me right now. You know that everything will shift in worship services of faith renewed. With just people coming in, with just that spirit of thankfulness. You don't understand what we were doing earlier when we were worshiping and, and we were bowing and we were getting before this God. And, and, and what's cool is we were just recognizing, saying, God, I'm thankful. And this is what he does. When he finds people that are thankful, he elevates and he puts things in their life. And the stuff that we were seeking, the entitlement, the stuff that we thought we deserved, it's just if we'll reverse that curse and come back in and say, God, today I'm thankful for where I'm at, for what you've given me. I just give you praise for that. I was ministering to somebody this week, and they had this thing, and really it was just the enemy. He, He does this. He gets our eyes messed up and mixed up in the wrong place. And they're in a tough spot. And I told them, I said, you know what you should do? I said, I want you to see yourself as this. I want you to say, I am thankful that God knew and believed in me so much that he could put me in this situation. 
I am so thankful that God had enough confidence in love and that saw that I could come through this and, man, everything began to shift. I got texts back this week saying, whoa, wow, man, God's doing this thing. And when we just see this, that God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you're going to bring me out of it if I'm in it. Oh, come on. I'm thankful that you're going to bring me through it if I'm right there in the middle of it. I'm thankful, God, that you never left me. And if you're for me, it doesn't matter what's coming against me. You're greater. And when we see that as thankfulness, man, everything changes. We don't have to pump you up, prime you up. It just, it just shifts and it just changes when we do this and we say, God, I don't deserve it, but it's called grace and you love me. And I'm thankful. Number 10. Do you honestly feel that you are basically a good person? person and superior to others. That's what this new struggle was. I mean, really, in our minds right now, when we look and we see so-and-so, or we look at a situation here, we, well, I am, I'm, I'm better than, than them. I don't know if you saw the video we shown earlier. There ain't but one thing that we have to compare ourselves to, and it's called perfection. That's it. If you want to measure up something, if you want to, if you want to compare your something, yourself to something, it should be Jesus and it's perfection. That's the only thing that, that there is to compare to. And the only way we get to that place is saying, God, I have to have you. I can't do this on my own. C.S. Lewis said this, man. He said some awesome stuff. He said, a proud man is always looking down on things and people. And of course, as long as you're looking down, you can't see something that's above you. This is a tough, man. This is tough. This is a, is a tough place because look at what happens. Verse 14 says this. It says, I tell you this. This man went down to his own house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now just, just think for a moment. Jesus was the model for all these things for us. Because, again, that's what we have to have. We can't do this on. We can't come down even to the altar day and say, I'm going to do better. It don't work that way. This can't happen for us. We have to understand this because pride is a, is a thing that destroys us. Very familiar scripture. Proverbs 6, 16, 18 says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Message says that first pride then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. Wow. Turn to Philippians 2 real quick. You ain't going to be here Wednesday, so I'm going to preach a little bit longer than today. Amen. Philippians 2. I want you today to, to see the standard, to see what, what we have to do. He says this. He says in verse 5, he says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Now, just, just think about that for a moment. You got to see this. Jesus, he, he took on this form for us. Look at the shift that happened for him. He went from hearing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty 
to hear him crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. He went from being in this place and angels encircling the throne and in majesty and glory to coming down and bowing down and washing the feet of Judas. The one that sold him out. He said in verse 8, And being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself and became obedient To the point of death, even the death of the cross. <laughs> you see the picture of humility? He said, Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. You used to see the shift. The shift took place. He, he humbled and became exalted. I know it's just tough, but it's this nature we struggle with. We try to exalt, and what happens is we get humbled. We come down. We come down crashing. We come down hard. He says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Come on. Can we give God a praise offering right now just for that? Luke 18, we were just at, I thought it was interesting. I call this my dedication scripture, my baby dedication scripture. I read it every baby dedication. I think it's sweet. I think it's cool. Because right after this parable, Jesus was trying to show them something. And, and, and they, they missed it so many times. And I feel like they had a lot of times, like, man, God, I missed that one. Man, you tried to show me that, and I missed it. Man, I should have saw it, but I missed it. Sometimes we come to church and the pastor preaches and we miss it. But look what happens. Right after the text and right after the scripture in verse 15, Tim, I didn't give you this, but it says that they brought infants to him that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked him. And I read this at dedications, and it's true. It's good. It says, let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you that whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. What's he saying? He's talking about this pride thing. He's dealing with the struggle with us. And then he's talking about in this whole, the whole concept, this kingdom and this heaven is trying to get us to this place. And then they're sitting there going, man, that means I need to work on this. That means I need to do this. And that means I need to do that. And then it just happens. I love his illustrated messages. And I, I'm thankful for what Troy did this morning. He gave me an illustration when he says this. They brought the children to him. And they were trying to stop that. Oh, no, that he's preaching. He said, no, Jack, that's it. That is the kingdom. That's the only way. The only way anybody in this room is going to beat this pride issue that we deal with is just like Jesus showed us in the scriptures when we come before him like that little infant, that like that little baby who couldn't do nothing. Troy picked him up, brought him down, brought him to the altar, set him here. And, this, and he, Jesus said this, that's the only way. 